people of Earth. If you are hearing this, you are receiving a signal from another planet. Fanboy planet. Watch animated chicks with inflatable breasts. You might be a Trekkie. Sit back and watch as the Uber geek goes and kicks it up a notch. Turn to the letter F in your dictionary and add this word to your vocabulary. Take a look, cause I'm the real McCoy. Damn it, Jim, I'm not a doctor. I'm just the definition of a fanboy, First time I've had that in a while, but I also suspect here I am in Los Angeles where there's a big fire. Nate is safe, by the way. We should probably uh, say that. I, I checked in with him uh, yesterday. Safe from the concrud? No, from uh, Santa Clarita's on fire. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's close to where he is. Right. And they, and they lost the big film, but it's still like, I guess it, it was a few miles east, but it's not, um, you know, uh, some of my friends that live up there have had to basically be in San Diego this week, you know, stay because it was too unhealthy for their kids. And I've seen some photos that are just terrifying of the red skies, but appears just brown skies. You know, when I lived, I lived in LA in the sixties and I can still remember those red skies from Inglewood. I can remember those red skies and my dad saying, there's a fire over there. I'm going, my God, (laughs) Godzilla is going to crest the mountain. Yeah. uh, Two decades before crisis on infinite earths. So, uh, which show are we going to do first here? <laughs> We're doing Teen Titans. Okay, there we go. So, <laughs> hey, this is Derek McCaw, editor-in-chief of fanboyplanet.com, and we are podcasting via remote. I'm sorry for sounding uh, tinny, uh, but I have no heart. Uh, no, it's that I'm actually on the phone, literally from Los Angeles, in the process of slowly coming back up from Comic-Con. Escape and- from L.A. This, that was, I thought that was okay. You should just surf. Was, uh, it'd be great. I, that's one of my favorite shots from that. Steve Buscemi looking over and seeing Kurt Russell uh, surfing. Uh, but anyway, uh, and of course, uh, guy manning the board and making sure I probably don't sound half as crappy as I should. Uh, <laughs> Rick Brett Snyder. There we go. Podcast producer extraordinaire. And we are podcasting on July 27th. And as you might have heard in... Uh, my comment right before I started was, which show are we doing? Well, we're coming back from Comic-Con, and uh, there's a lot of interviews. So we're going to start and make this a, a the I feel like this is an annual, and they feel like it's going to go on forever, too. So we can say the annual Teen Titans Go uh, interview podcast. It's a fan uh, favorite. A fan favorite, I hope, because it is fun. You know, that uh, I, I'm going to say... I, just one little geek out moment that I felt good for uh, my son was that uh, uh, when the when Scott Menville, who plays Robin, uh, came up to the table and he actually came up from behind me and he sat down and he looked over and went, "Hey, how are you?" Like he knows who I am. <laughs> it's like welcome back for this conversation. So it's kind of a thrill to, tell, to tell, at least there's at least one voice artist that my son is totally into that recognizes me. It felt good. Anyway, um, we've got, uh, several interviews and, and from some, some people, members of the teen Titans go, uh, cast and crew that I'd never actually met before. So made for a fun conversation. Um, first up is Aaron Horbath, who is the producer we've talked to many times. Uh, and just as, 
play out the whole thing is they're wrapping up season three, which I don't know how their seasons work because it feels like the Teen Titans Go has been on uh, like five or six years, but I'm sure they probably split it. Volume five, season three. Yeah, maybe. Um, This is, I did not know this, the number one rated television show, uh, the number one rated cartoon on Cartoon Network. And that's why it's going on forever. They're rolling into season four. They're going to get season five. So Aaron Horvath, who is producer, uh, we've had many conversations with him. And another fun one right here. Uh, Audio, say your name. Sure. I'm Aaron Horvath, and I'm one of the producers of Teen Titans Go. So, season three in full effect? Season three is, we're one episode away from wrapping. We just have to mix and deliver our last episode for season three, and it'll be done. It'll be done. Yes. Season four is in full effect. Oh, season four? Yes. So, season four and 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 possibly season five. But season four is definitely happening. We're making it right now. And we're probably six episodes in. We've made six animatics so far, and I think we got footage back from our first two episodes. Um, and it's as stupid as ever. <laughs> <laughs> and yet stupid this morning, really. So la- last year, we sat at this table, and you said you gave the, the dark side reveal that he was in. Oh, what, yeah, what's, uh-huh. what's going to happen to Pop, that Powerpuff Girls you thought about mortgage interest <laughs> uh, I don't know how we're going to top that at dark time, so um, next season uh, what we have planned is aside from all our dumb holiday episodes that we always do uh, is we have a I believe it's a three part or maybe four part uh, return to the night begins to shine episode uh, Cyborg's favorite song Yes, thanks. It's stuck <laughs> in my head all the time. You're welcome. You're welcome. Um, so, so next season, uh, there's a story where Cyborg is going to get trapped in that world, and uh, the other Titans have to rally uh, famous musicians to cover the song to break back into the world to save them. And I can't reveal who the musicians are yet, but we'll have to watch the episode to find out. <laughs> wide variety of musicians or from one particular genre or no yeah it's a it's a variety of musicians just because it's like it's a cool it's a super cool 80s song and it's actually like a legitimate 80s song that was recorded i believe in like 2001 or 2002 or something like that okay um where one of the one of the musicians who wrote it like he actually wrote the song in the 80s and never recorded it and then he recorded it in 2006 uh with a couple extra musicians because it was like somebody asked for an 80 a song that sounded like it's from the 80s yeah. And he's like, well, I have a song that's from the 80s. Uh, so here you go. Um, but yeah, so that's that's that. And then uh, and then the other artists involved are, are nothing like... Nothing like that genre at all. So it should be a good, a fun tapestry. Like a quilt of musical <laughs> genres. Uh, what are you most excited for fans to see next season? Well, besides that episode, uh, <laughs> uh, Santa Claus has turned into a recurring villain for our show, so I'm excited to see uh, people react to, to our version of Santa. His villainous plan is to take over the entire holiday calendar. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, so he wants Christmas to be year-round, uh, and that's that's his plot every year. Uh, awesome. And he's played by Robert Morse. You know, I don't know if you know who Robert Morse is. He's brilliant, like a brilliant actor. He's been around, you know, since like the, the 50s or whatever, a musical, a, a great singer. 
Um, and to work with a, uh, an actor of this caliber and just give him the dumbest, dumbest things to say. Really, <laughs> <laughs> something. Emmy for Mad Men. I think. <laughs> he probably did. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's really something special. And he's totally game, and he's hysterical, and and his reads are so unpredictable too. Like you never know what you're going to get out of him, and it's always funny. So uh, <laughs> I'm excited about Santa Claus. More than <laughs> like a kid again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I see you project kids. Do, do they watch the show? They do watch the show, yeah. They, they like it a lot. Um, and they, I find that they, they come back to it because, like, you know, kids, like, they love things and then they move on quickly to the next thing and the next thing. And so they'll like it for a while and then they'll cool off on it and then they're circle, they'll, they'll just circle back to it eventually where they want to watch it. There was a period where I had to ask them to stop watching it so much <laughs> because it's like I watch it all day. Like, you know, like I write it and then we record it and then there's animation reviews and it's just like we're watching these episodes over and over and over again. So it's like the last thing I want to do when I get home is like watch this episode that I've already seen 40 times. Um, Apologize if this is asked already because I ran a little late, but uh, any more crossovers with like Powerpuff Girls or any other type uh, of. Uh, we don't have any crossovers planned uh, at the moment. If there is a crossover, it'll probably be some kind of parody <laughs> crossover. Like it won't be a legitimate crossover, but uh, at the time we don't have any plans. Okay. Do you find that um, as you're going into the seasons, the audience for which you write for, like in your head, is that evolved or is it still the same audience that you're thinking about? Um, no, I, you know, it's, we, we, we definitely always keep the audience in mind. Um, and, and we, we, we try to approach it from an angle. It's like, what, what do kids, what do kids like? What, what do kids think is fun? Um, but, you know, we've made so many episodes at this point that we're trying to make ourselves laugh as well, you know, and like, that's how you get episodes like the real estate investment episode. Where, where the producer Michael Jelinek is like that's his side job is like building equity yeah he's just been yeah he's been he's been investing in rental property since he was like in his early 20s and I and thought he was kidding when he said that no he didn't really happen it's a true it's a true passion of his he's like I want to do it and part of my job too is is uh, is supporting his dumb ideas and, uh, so when he said he wanted to do it I was like absolutely we have to do that um, and then and he did some rough pages that were just like hysterical and I was like okay I can see how this can actually be a funny episode. Um, so yeah, so so it's more. I, I'd say it's more us trying to keep ourselves uh, interested and and, and uh, make each other laugh um, while anything, still keeping the eyes on. Is there anything you're looking forward to while you're here at Comic Con to do or the kids? Um, yeah, we're, they're actually really mad right now that oh, I have to do this because yeah. <laughs> I promised them that they would get to take something home and they really want to walk around the floor okay. and check it out. They've never been before. Um, so I, I'm, I'm actually excited to get in there and, and see them react to right. the, the craziness um, and see what they want to bring home. So I'm sure it'll be like, they'll settle on the first thing they see, and then they'll want to get the next thing right. that they see. Right. And they'll be walking out with a giant bag, which is <laughs> fine by me. I like that stuff, too. So just on the same theme of the audience, do you notice now, um, from season one to now, the feedback mechanism through Twitter, Snapchat, Vine, and basically from the audience, has that evolved, do you feel? Um, yeah, it's. It, I think it's evolved. Uh, most of our audience is, is too young. Like, the bulk of our audience, what makes our show so popular, like, the kids are too young to be on social media. Um, the people who are on social media at first hated every single thing we did. And a lot of those people are still out there hating every single thing we do. Um, but the, what I have noticed is there is, like, uh, the backlash against those people where it's like, give them a, give them a break, dude, sheesh. 
I've been on for three years. Just like it. Stop being such a jerk. <laughs> so what did you think when you saw Cyborg? When I saw Cyborg? Yeah, in Batman vs. Superman. What did you think of that? I actually haven't seen Batman vs. Superman yet. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, I'm spoiling for you. <laughs> sorry. No, spoiler no, no, alert. Sorry. Sorry. Everybody, everybody, everybody has spoiled it for me already. Yeah. Uh, so I know about it. I, I was excited to see it, and I just didn't get a chance. My wife is, isn't interested, and I couldn't, like, I can't take the kids to that. Oh, yeah. So I missed it in theaters. Um, so i got to wait. i got to figure out a time to see it. Um, but I'm, I think it's really cool. Like, I love seeing Cyborg everywhere. I love that he's a popular character. Um, and, I, you know, obviously Teen Titans had a lot, like the original series, and, and this, I think, had a lot to do with, you know, right. making him just sort of a, a recognizable, you know, popular character. Do you have any conversations with the direct-to-video animated department because they just did it just League versus Teen Titans? No, they don't talk to they We don't no, 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 no. No, I, I, the way I think it works is they tell uh, Warner Brothers Animation what they're looking for, and then Warner Brothers is like, okay, well, then we're okay. I think it could be wrong, but yeah, they don't they don't cross over. But that was cool to see too because I love that art style and like seeing Raven drawn that way and seeing like uh, you know like Robin being like a super cool like ninja as opposed to like Tom Cruise on Oprah's couch like, in our <laughs> well, in our your, iteration. If you put your iteration up against Damien, wouldn't that be an interesting story? <laughs> I think it would. <laughs> Take it, take it. Season five. Let's see it. <laughs> All right, you got it. Season five premiere. Well, thank you very much. Oh, you got cut off. All right. All right. Well, well, thanks, guys. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks, sir. All right, that was fun. Next up is uh, someone who started out as director on uh, Teen Titans Go and has been recently made producer as they go into season four. Not sure exactly when the transition came, but a new person and fun to talk to, Peter Michael. Yeah, Peter Michael, producer on Teen Titans Go. So we've just been told by Aaron uh, there's a season four in the mix. Oh, yeah, we're full on in it. Yeah. Still delivering season three, and somehow we're working on season four. <laughs> uh, so uh, how, how do you plan on ending season three? I mean, not exactly, but sort of like the themes of... Uh, the way season three ends, it just goes right into season four. Oh, wow. You know what I'm saying? Like, there is no, like, season end. Yeah. This whole, you know, if we're blessed with 12 to 20 to 100 seasons, it's going to play, like, one massive season. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's, the, that's just how we do it. <laughs> but there is definitely a little bit of a special... It's either the... Uh, it's either the last ep- episode um, or the second to last. That's definitely something we've never done before. Which I think, I, I think uh, you know, I think it's going to be received really interesting. It'll be cool. Uh, I'm curious with um, the audience, along with Robin himself, been tortured to the Starfire for. A while. Yeah. <laughs> Will there ever be any sort of uh, <laughs> happiness for the two of them? You think we'll ever cross that line? Between Robin and Starfire? Yeah. Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. She's and never def- going defi- to fall for it. <laughs> yeah, no, she's never going to fall for it. And Scott and Tara, uh, Scott and Hinden yeah. are uh, very adamant about that. Issue, yeah. you know? Plus, there's just some comedy in Such a sense of humor. Yeah, yeah, dude. Like, the dude's trying so hard. Like, he loves her. And she's super polite. He's like, "No, nah, I'm good. Thank you." <laughs> there's something, there's just something to that, man. Like, that's way more fun to to root for the guy to get it than like when he finally does. You're like, "Where are you gonna go from there, right?" <laughs> well, then have her be in love with him. Yeah, him not. Yeah, him rejecting her. Definitely might be some bizarre episode like that. For sure. Yeah, that's cool. So, 
And uh, in terms of um, the, the audience and how they've related to the material over the seasons, do yeah. you, you, you find that it's evolved with this with the show? Or that the audience has evolved? Yeah. With oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, there's things that I think we couldn't have gotten away with season one, just because we would have lost the audience. That now that these characters are. You know, a little bit more of a household name, and they understand them, they get their personalities. That we can put them in situations that they're like, oh, all right, all right, all right. You know, you're behind it. You're like, you get it. And we can just, I mean, I don't know if you guys have noticed, but the seasons are just getting weirder. Yeah. <laughs> things are getting weird. We've noticed. Yeah, things yeah. are getting weird. And it's because we can do it now, you know? We can experiment with the writing and the art. And, is it going to continue to get weirder? I think so. It just keeps it fun to work on. You as the team working on it, you're just always trying to just do some new stuff, right? And yeah. see how far you can push it. But there was a line in the Power Pops crossover where uh, Mojo Jojo says, i got to go to a world where superheroes are absolutely <laughs> uninterested yeah. in catching villains. What was the moment in the show when you realized, because it, and it's been a theme there, they've had Young Justice oh, on, yeah. and when did you realize that that this iteration of the Teen Titans had no interest in actually being superheroes <laughs> in, the, in the way it's, it's thought of? It's not, well, from the start, this whole show, this, this version of Teen Titans was pitched as what they do when they're not fighting crime, right? Yeah. It slowly evolved to just them being like, oh, oh yeah, that's right, there's the crime thing. <laughs> we are superheroes, we don't just have these, like, powers. Which we actually do poke fun at at season four. Um, so, it kind of just, it, it evolved to that. I don't think, like, when we first went in there, we really knew that that's where it was going. But, it kind of, I mean, there's something just funny about just these teenagers in this tower, right? That don't really fight crime and they just hang out. And then we remind we remind the audience how kind of like badass they are. We'll bring in a gun inside. Well, like the That's whole cool. series too was very serious. And yeah. Very, like very dark at times too. Yeah. So then you see these characters just like doing really bizarre things and like mm-hmm. you can't help but laugh. <laughs> yeah, dude. No, that's super fun. Cool. I'm curious to hear about your uh, sensibility in terms of humor. Like, what what do you find fun? Do you find like the repetitive sticks throughout the throughout the a season that's really your thing, or is it more like just new stuff, new situations? For me, honestly, it's a little bit of both. But if I was going to lean towards one, it'd be the new stuff the new again, stuff. just because it's interesting, you know. Like, but there is there's something there's something hilarious about doing the same joke. Like, well, just a little bit further than it should go. <laughs> you know, you're like, dude, that was funny like five minutes ago, but now it's like, it's a different type of funny. Um, but new stuff is always fun, man, just because we get to push it, and when we pitch these episodes, you know, if we get a laugh in the room, no matter what kind of laugh, if it's an awkward laugh, or like, because it made you feel weird, or because it's just, it's so bizarre that you're like, what are y'all thinking? That's awesome, you know? No, that's super fun, man. Play with it. We talked about like uh, being able to do more things in the, as the seasons of what went on. Has there been things where you tried to get past and they were like, nope, can't do that, that you really wanted in and then it's denied? Uh, more so now than ever just because... <laughs> Pushing the envelope? <laughs> well, that is way more eyes on the show now, right? Oh, so when right. we started, we were getting away with all sorts of stuff. <laughs> like, legally, we, should, we couldn't. We couldn't. <laughs> 
<laughs> but like you know, it's like when you just have ten viewers to like a thousand. Yeah. Like lawyers are paying attention. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, no, we we can't do a lot of stuff that we were able to do. And if we knew that, we would have jammed everything. <laughs> season one. But then it wouldn't be, we wouldn't be talking about season four. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. They'd be like, get them off the air. <laughs> These guys are crazy. But yeah, no, it's it's been fun and and definitely with to that too. Like now that we're playing overseas, like they've got their own set of rules, and like we have to adhere to that. You know, like what could play? Like we, you can't say fart over. It. Not that word. Not, you can't say the word fart, right? No, really? Wow. I have to say two. <laughs> I get it, right? So then, so then, like, so then, even then, we, we push stuff. We're like, well, what about beef? Can we just say like a beef? And they don't even know. They're like, yeah, sure. <laughs> just say whatever you want. Just don't say that word. Wow. So nah, it's it's crazy. <laughs> you know, when they've translated like Pokemon over here, there have yeah. been episodes that simply could not play because they could not figure out how to Americanize it. Have you seen yeah, the same thing reversed where there are episodes that? I'm sure. I'm sure. I, I haven't personally seen them because I don't get to see a lot of the international ones. Like every now and then, we'll YouTube something. But we're told from the top like, once we pitch the show and it goes to you know the powers that be, what's what they're gonna cut? <laughs> like they're gonna say, hey man, we can't play this whole 30 seconds right here. And then they'll ask us, do you mind doing a second version? And we politely say no way. <laughs> because it's just the schedule doesn't allow for it. It's not that right. we don't want to. Right. Um, and then they're like, cool, well, we're cutting. And they're like, do whatever you got to do. Yeah, it's interesting. They, like, they're just making a cartoon. And they're like, it's a cartoon. <laughs> I mean, I grew up on, like, Tom used to pull out a shotgun and shoot at Jerry. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. like, there were axes flying. And somehow we survived. I know. Right? Never did I watch that. I was like, man, if my brother was around. <laughs> Never. So I'm like, man, we're dumbing these things down a little too much for them. It's right. interesting. Yeah. Getting a call. Thanks, 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 Thanks man. So one that I hope to see again next year. Um, one we've had that we've had uh, before while combining with someone else here. Uh, and I just have to say, there will be a video component of this. It's not a video component, because this is an audio podcast. But in the middle of this interview, Greg Sipes, who plays Beast Boy, actually began periscoping the interview. So He's been uh, my favorite of your previous Teen Titans specials. He is so fun to talk about this time. Uh, Tara Strong uh, unexpectedly sat down next to us. She plays Raven, and the two are... So full of joy, so fun and playful, and uh, there'll be a point in the interview where they say they get shushed a lot, and I can see why. (laughs) (laughs) But they're fun. It's great, and it's wonderful. And so, as I said, you know, Greg pulled out his cell phone and started periscoping. So we were getting live feedback on our interview skills in the midst of the – but all I could see was balloons bobbing up on his screen. Um, So Greg Sipes and Tara What's happening, guys? We're, we're just hearing all about how season four is in full effect. It is in full effect. Our show is in full effect. I really can't recall what season four is even about. <laughs> um, and they wouldn't tell us, so we can't help you. I mean, yeah, so we're just kind of in the dark. And Tara, maybe Tara can help us figure out what, what? season four is about. Because I don't know what, what season four Listen, consists of. <laughs> um, 
but there is a lot of uh, Raven nonsense. and Beast Boy and all There's the episodes. There's a lot of nonsense. There's a lot of episodes that make absolutely no sense. There's that and uh, just having a lot of fun, you know, we can promise that. What are you guys most excited for uh, fans to see next season? Um, well, <laughs> I, I'm always excited about the BB Ray um, stuff. I'm, I'm really excited about it. <laughs> Rightfully so, you know. Uh, because me and Tara get to work together more, which is you know really fun, bouncing off of each other. Although the and last we really BB Ray, we missed each other. We did. I was at the Pony Convention. I was at BronyCon, and it was like a big BB Ray episode. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh man. Yeah. So we yeah. had to do it separately. Yeah. We love working together, like as a collaborative cast. Like we just love each other so much. I think that comes out in the show. How has working on Teen Titans Go been different than the original Teen Titans? We laugh a lot more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a lot more. And that's, that brings me a lot of joy in my life. I love yeah. laughing. It's uh, taking life less serious. Seriously is the move at this point based on the climate that we're in, you know, you know, socially and with all the war and the violence. Teen Titans Go is a great escape and release and like, you know, healing thing to experience right now for everyone, I feel. That's why we're the number one show on Cartoon Network right now. Yeah. You talked about the recording sessions. Um, how often is it more often that you're together or is it more often that you're apart? Together. together. Oh great. Yeah, so you can sort of play off each other and yeah. Yeah. We prefer it that way too, because yeah. I might react differently depending on how he says something. Oh right! If or if I spank her, like <laughs> <laughs> we do get in a bit of trouble at the yeah, The director's always like, "Tara, Craig, put yeah. down your phones." We're always like, "Look at us together." We're so hot. Yeah, our, our, our voice director of this series, Lisa she, Lisa Schaefer, she definitely scolds us a lot. We get the most scolded, but it's fun. It's fun you getting scolded. Fun. I like being bad. I, you know, <laughs> in school, I was the same way. It's like. And she loves us. <laughs> she you does. improv a lot, and some, does some of that get in in the show? Yeah, I do improv a, a, a bit, like a, a little on the show, not a lot. We stick to the script mostly, but there is room for some. The scripts are great, so yeah. we don't really have to go too far from them. But they definitely give us freedom to explore whatever we want or let us try anything. And sometimes it makes it in there. What's been the most surprising thing uh, throughout the seasons with your characters that you like, like day one till now? Like, what surprised you the most? It's gotta be BB Ray. That's the most surprising. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it is, and we manifested it. <sighs> You know, it's. I think it started with you doing our, our Fondle Fridays. I don't know if you guys ever fo follow Tara's social media or mine, but I started off doing something called yeah Fondle Fridays, which we haven't done. Is today Friday? No, it's not. So tomorrow we should do a classic Fondle Friday, BB Ray moment. Um, what was your question? That was the most surprising. That was the most surprising. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of BB Ray stuff coming out. Get to explore that. So how, how did you like voicing over uh, episode of Air? Oh my god, that was yeah. so much fun. It was so much fun. And the um, people working on it really knew that the fans would get a kick out of it. Right. And as soon as they heard me, like it blew up that night. I mean, Arrow was trending. And right. people were like, oh my gosh, are you going to be on the show? Then everyone wants to be on the show. I'm like, that'd be fun. but <laughs> No plans yet, but that would be fun. So now that uh, you guys mentioned your social media, so do you find now that you get to interact with your fans in a much more uh, deeper way? If so, what's, what are some of your favorite social media? Well, for me, um, I've probably raised $300,000 for kids with cancer and other animal rescue things. So that part of social media is really rewarding and, and helping people. I don't know if you saw recently there was a girl who 
was really badly bullied for um, liking My Little Pony. She lives in Brussels, and there's not a huge fandom there. And um, her sister contacted my agent to see if I could help, so I sent her like a, a voice message. And then a few months later, I checked on her, and she said she's really not doing well. She's living in a hospital. She's on watch all the time. And I said, bring her to BronyCon. And they said, we don't have the money. The hospital won't release without me and mom. So I said, let's do a GoFundMe. So I taught her how to do that, put it on my page. My fans raised $3,000 for her in two weeks. And she's crying and hugging me, and I don't know, that moment probably made a huge impact on her life, and I brought her on stage and had her by my side the whole time, and so we've been communicating through social media. Even though she's in the hospital now, we text each other all the time on Twitter, and she's in Brussels, so those moments are really, really great. Some of the haters, not so great. By the way, she's getting a lot of love right now. Yeah, uh, yeah, you're getting a lot. Everyone says, I love you, Tara. There's been like 20 comments about you. I love you, too. Someone asked when you guys are going to be a couple on the show. (laughs) Let's post this up here. Yeah. Yeah, this is Periscope Live. I mean, what was your question about social media again? <laughs> as, as you do social media. Let me do my social media so while I answer social media. Well, I like all kinds of social media like platforms. Periscope's really fun. Um, Musical.ly, which I just recently got into, uh, um, is really uh, taps into the demographic um, that we really serve, you know, the kids. And in just uh, two months, I have 170,000 followers, which is, I didn't, I've never experienced anything like that on any social media platform so far. So I think it's really powerful to like tap into something that really resonates with what we're doing. Um, and all of, you know, Instagram, Tara's a big celebrity on all these platforms. Vine, she makes great vines. Um, it's just fun to play and experiment and see what people like. Y'all like this? <laughs> You're like, more Tara, get your face off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, we yeah, curious of... about, um, you both have obviously done a lot of voice voiceover uh, over the years. Uh, where do you find, how do you, what's the process of finding that voice? It, it, like, obviously, Beast Boy and, and Raven. What was that process like? Does it come easily, or do you experiment a lot with it? Well, whenever you have an audition for a new role, they'll give you a drawing of the character, sometimes drawing of the world around them. Uh, character description and what they call sides, which is a piece, a portion of the script that you bring into audition. And for us, we work on it and think what we think the producers and writers would want it to sound like, and then we come in with an idea, and then you have to be ready to be like Play-Doh. Like, let's make her older, let's make her southern, let's make her have big teeth, let's make her a boy, let's make him a big boy, whatever it is, got to be able to kind of like just play around and be organic and for me for Titans um, originally I came in not really sure what I was going to do I think Greg has a similar story and because they just said you know she was dark teenager and at the same time I was doing Kylie from Extreme Ghostbusters and Batgirl so I was like not sure how to differentiate and then I just had this last minute idea to give her that weird little role every time she spoke and that's actually what booked the part so I find for me sometimes the last minute ideas that kind of pop into your head organically really helps seal the deal. Yeah, I find that things are that, are, that are closest to your heart are the things that really resonate with whoever's listening or casting you or you know trying to fit you in some kind of role. Um, and Beast Boy literally comes directly from my heart. He's green. The heart chakra's green. <laughs> um, and when I walked into the audition 16 years ago, I think it's, it was, um, I, never, I never even did Beast Boy's voice. I never even heard that voice come out of me before. But when I saw his picture... Um, it just kind of sparked something inside of me with his description of being kind of outcast, you know, oddball of the group and class clown. And it's kind of, he was very much like me. And, and all of a sudden, this voice came out. 
And luckily, Andrea Romano, the voice director, who we love so much, we love Jay, um, she really fought for me to get the role. She goes, even though he's green, <laughs> I, know, I'm ju- I just started using that, yeah, but it took me 16 years to figure that out. It took me 16 years to figure out how really, how much sense that actually makes. Um, you know, she fought for me and uh, it changed my life forever and I got to, w- I get to work with masters like Tara. True. And we've had so much fun. And we, I heard we're going to do the show forever. So, <laughs> do you guys? Some of the animated shows do like live versions of it. Do you guys have any plans to do like a tight? They've been talking about that for a while. Yeah. I think that'd be really fun. We yeah. did that in Chowder, where I don't know if you guys saw, but like halfway through the episode, we ran out of money, so we had a car wash. Like we're like in the studio, going, "What are we going to do now?" <laughs> we like start washing cars on the roof. And, Cartoon Network, so. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the animation was saved. So it'd be fun if we did something like that. We're down for something like that. The only one that wouldn't be is Hinden. Hinden hates anything on camera. It's so funny. Oh, no. She won't even do vines with us. Really. If you notice on social media, Hinden's never in anything. Yeah, we'd have to we have to blur her face out, which would kind of be funny too. I pers- I personally think there should be a Teen Titans Go docu series reality show on Cartoon Network. I really do. Are you filming it right now? Yeah, yeah. Welcome to the new Teen Titans Go docu series on. Yeah. Yeah, so, only, mm. I'm so sorry. Uh, so as we wrap up season three, getting into season four, what's your message for the fans? Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Stick with it because it's still funny and silly and irreverent and shocking and dumb and hysterical. I mean, to me, if it's dumb and funny, I love that. I love that more than mean or sexual or any other kind of, like, if you're like, that makes no sense and you can't stop laughing, that's such a great laugh. Yeah, I think you can expect um, things that you've never expected from us. And, and uh, because the ideas for these episodes come from place, you know, uh, stories that are just so unique to the individual telling them. Like, for instance, we'll have, like, a guest a guest actor come in and they'll tell some obscure story of like what's and that guy sometimes they're really smelly <laughs> <laughs> well old people smell sometimes we have one performer where we're like oh he's gonna sit in that chair <laughs> I have like a dog I have a dog nose so I'm really sensitive to like sense yeah just I think everyone could just expect um, being surprised and you know get ready to laugh out loud because it's just so weird and fun and, and it's like candy our show you know but there's a little bit of nutrition in there but most of it's, <laughs> most of it's like sugar yeah. uh, any, more, any more singing uh, singing episodes coming up there's a lot of singing and I was also told today by um, Peggy um, that uh, Peggy's one the line producer on our show she said uh, we're going to be doing a lot more music and we already do a ton of music on the show but I definitely am super excited about that because I've been able to write a lot of the music um, for a lot of the upcoming episodes uh, that feature music so it's it's like the highlight of my life being able to m- write music that Beast Boy gets to sing you know you got a cue. We're gonna turn this off. Huh? Thank you so much. Yeah, the round table. Always a high point for me uh, in these annual Teen Titans Go conversations because they're just 
great people to talk to, and they, they seem very kind. Uh, Scott Menville, who plays Robin, and Carrie Payton, who plays Cyborg. Listen up, because I think I, I got uh, a, a sort of a, a very first uh, performance of something in this interview. How it goes? Good, good, good. Hey. All right. Uh, you guys having a good day? Yeah. Yeah. You cut your hair since last year. I'm sorry. You cut your hair yeah. since last year. Yeah, yeah actually, just uh, yeah, yeah. Look, a couple months ago, I, I, um, I, uh, I got a, a, you know, it's it's this um the great thing about this job is that you always get get a, a different job with something new that, and so I uh, and of course, but of course, you know, I only did it a couple months ago, which means that I can't talk about it. Oh, okay. And it'll uh, you know. And uh, but uh, I know what it is? No, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it won't tell anybody. But it'll be uh, yeah, yeah. But but um, but that's the cool thing. You, you know, you, you never know what you might be doing next. You know, but what happened next for me was I had to shave my head. So yeah, yeah. But it'll be uh, it'll be interesting. Definitely. So what's up, guys? What's new in your world? <laughs> So season three is getting wrapped up. Season four apparently is in full effect. What are your hopes and dreams for season four? I have no idea when seasons start or end. <laughs> they don't. They they we we don't really stop working unless they stop. You know, and they, they keep those guys in a cave and uh, and just uh, you know you know like 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 a like with a writing crop and just make them put out. You know, more and more scripts, and we just keep recording, recording. We've done like a, over 150 yeah. episodes, you know, in in uh, in just a few years. So, uh, so we've uh, so there really hasn't been a whole lot of downtime. You know, we just uh, we just hear kind of um, they're like, um, well, we're starting to wrap up this season. We're like, oh, really? Oh, are we doing it anymore? And then that, Does that mean we're on hiatus? Yeah, you'll have like a two week hiatus, okay, exactly, <laughs> or not. And then they'll be like, oh, you know that two week hiatus? Yeah, yeah, we're going to record four episodes during it. <laughs> that hiatus. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty crazy. Oh, so we actors dream, though, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, you know what? <laughs> Nobody is complaining. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the, the guys that they don't let out of the dungeon, you know, who are, who are you know, drawing, you know, you know co- constantly, you know. I mean, I mean, we come in on a Friday afternoon or a Friday morning and record for, you know, four hours. And, uh, and then those we leave. Guys, these exactly. guys have to come up with scripts for the next episodes for the next. Exactly, week. <laughs> and uh, and literally, they're, they're like racking their brains. And fortunately, we, we like we like hang out and cut up an, enough, long enough for, for them to come up with something from from uh, uh, that, that we talked about. I was talking about Game of Thrones, you know, the uh, the, the the other day, and um, and then uh, and, and that's why they ended up putting that uh, the. Uh, that uh, image on the side of the Warner Brothers thing, because oh. I because I, I wouldn't shut up uh, talking about Game of Thrones. Of course, they made me Hodor. <laughs> I'm like, I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. Hey, I had a purpose and a destiny. <laughs> Oh yeah, you know what? Um, well, we did my my favorite crossover. Which is the Golden Girls? Oh yeah, <laughs> you gotta get it up for me, Arthur. Exactly, you know, and they're re- recurring. Let's not forget Rue McClanahan. I want to bring back Pretty Pretty Pegasus because you and I got to do Butterball and whatever. That's right, yeah, 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 yeah. Man, we did that guy, and then who was the guy that you did, man? Let's see. I think he was more like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so uh, yeah, yeah. Some more pretty packages. That that will work. That will work out. Um, let's see. Uh, we had uh, we had kind of our eighteen episode. Yeah. You know, we do a lot of eighties. Uh, you know, uh, throwback stuff. 
You know, yeah, yeah, we should um Webster references. Webster references. You know, we ha- you know, we should do a Star Trek. We haven't done a Star Trek. Yeah. That's what we should do. Yeah. Uh, you know what? Paramount floors are on my phone right now. Probably. You know what? Star Journey. Exactly. Fall of Gas Journey. On our show. That's, that's, a, that's a very different Exactly. Yeah, yeah. That, that's uh Beast Boy's trip to the bathroom. Speaking of Rage Brothers, could you do a little bit of The Night Begins to Shine? Say again? Could you do a little bit of The Night Begins to Shine? I love that song, man. It's so, it's so, and my daughters, I know, my daughters, well, like, like literally, there, there was a, a time that, that, uh, that they would play like one song and then the night begins to shine and then, uh, play another song and then the night begins to shine. But it was like the, the, the palette clearer. Was always the night begins to shine. But do you remember the first episode that it was in briefly? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You and me and Hinden, who plays Starfire, were all about that song. Yeah. And for weeks after, we'd play it in between takes just to make ourselves laugh. And Tara and Greg were like, and then, when we did the 40%, 40%, 20%, they drank the Kool-Aid and exactly. they got on board. Exactly. <laughs> and they understood now, what we were talking about. all Titans understand the awesomeness of the night. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, yeah. I still can't believe that it wasn't an actual hit in the 80s, <laughs> you know, that we brought back, you know. It's so awesome. And uh, and they're doing some more cool stuff with uh, with, with that song. That's we, not the... Yeah, yeah. That's not the last uh, you've, you've heard of The Night Begins to Shine. It's uh, It continue, continues to shine. And will shine on for many, many moons to come absolutely when you uh, think of your roles and your characters overall like what's the thing that stands out the most like when you're in the booth with your castmates or when you're thinking about your part like what is it oh man I don't know I mean we it, you know what uh, I mean when I'm thinking about Teen Titans it's more of a it's it's like a, how lucky we are to have been doing this for this long you know there's uh, I was I, I told uh uh, Scott, I was like, he's been doing man, it so long, you forgot my name. Yeah, no, no, but I was like, I was like, dude, this is like, uh, this is like Scooby Doo, you know? It's like, it's like uh, you, they, we do one version of it, and and then uh, and then we'll do another version of it, and then we'll get in a van and we'll do another version of it, you know? But but it's like these five characters, they they uh, we we've um, there, there's some kind of synergy that works, you know? And uh, and uh, the 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 old Teen Titan show and this show, you know, they're so different, but uh, but uh, but there's something about them that works, you know, and uh, and we just got really lucky, and 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 it's just it's like a family community that um that that will I don't think we're ever gonna stop doing some version of Teen Titans, you know. Yeah, yeah. Knock <laughs> yeah. on wood. Yeah, Hope yeah. it keeps going. Exactly. Now let me ask you this: When you voice Cyborg, do you picture in your head the Cyborg from the original series or the Cyborg from Go? Honestly, I don't even think of it that way. I literally just think of, I, I think of him as more me than I do oh, one version of a like, like you know, you know, because it, because it, because it was my first job, you know, yeah. and and uh, and I was li- really just being me, you know, happy to have an audition, you yeah. know, <laughs> and so uh, and, and so uh, I, you know, I was exuberant and big and and and, and happy about it, and so I uh, and so for me, Cyborg really is more just. Just me in a different mood, yeah. you know. Yeah. So, so, uh, so if uh, you know the the old old cyborg, although it was silly as yeah. well, but uh, but when he got serious, you know, it, it was literally, you know, 
you know, my adolescent self, you know, just just being me, you know, it's more more than any other character that I've that I've done. Yeah, yeah, yeah I would say. Yeah, so what do you yeah. think about your version in uh, Batman vs Superman? What do you think when you saw the cyborg? Well, I think you probably need more of them. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's still right. supposed to get his own movie. That's true. That's true. Right. I, I feel honest. I, I feel like a a, a proud papa because right. I don't think that that uh, that that uh, there would be a cyborg in in a Justice League movie or uh, or a uh, you know a standalone cyborg movie without Teen Titans and and uh, uh, that that being as big a success as it was. You know, they'd uh, they'd still be you know doing more. Uh, uh, I don't know, Green Lantern. You know, uh, uh, you know, uh, to, to get, uh, yeah, yeah, no. hey man, you got to get a black dude in, in there somewhere. You know, so, uh, you know, so, so, uh, you know, I, I feel, I feel really proud that we, that we kind of took the, this character that I knew growing up, growing up, you know, I, I had, you know, uh, New Teen Titans, you know, uh, comic book growing up and, and a cyborg comic book growing up, but, but, um, but it wasn't like a household name, you know, and, uh, and now it's, uh, it's uh, you know, kids growing up, you know, that's just that's just one of those heroes, you know, you know, and so so I'm pretty proud of that. Scott, I'm gonna actually ask you your question. So when you think of Robin, which version of Robin do you think of? I I always picture the Robin from the original series, right? yeah. even in this one. That's yeah. yeah, like I stand the same way as I stood when I voiced him, and uh-huh. uh, yeah, that's funny. But but I never thought about it until this moment, so that's why it popped into my head. So that's why I wanted. To right, right, right. No, but that honestly, it makes sense because. In a way, I still do think. I mean, uh, you think of the original because uh, they just they, they they just give you more of a chance to really like like uh, like, like explore his neuroses. Yeah, you know what I mean? For sure. Like like uh, like he he was he was as neurotic as uh, as Teen Titans totally. go, uh, Robin, but he, he wouldn't say it. it exactly. <laughs> He'd go to his room, yeah. you know, and look at that 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 uh, that mask of Slade yeah. and and just see, <laughs> you know. But it's it's in this one, you know, you're in there, you're going, why, why? <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah. I don't know how deep you guys are into your own continuity. That's amazing. <laughs> Dude, well, that, that's the cool thing is that we actually lo- love these characters and and this show. One one of the great things I I love about coming and do, doing uh, the the uh, comic cons all over is that um is that we get to connect with the audiences, right? But but on 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 top of that, we're we actually. We actually love these stories and these characters, so uh, so so it's like um, it's like just catching up with friends or or someone that you you you'd meet anywhere, and it happened to be like your favorite show on television, and we uh, and we end up uh, you know getting to talk about it. It's fun for them because they're talking; they happen to be talking to the people who are doing it. But but uh, but but we we honestly and genuinely really like these stories, yeah. you know. So it's pretty cool. It's That's fun. How well, was to work with Weird Al? <laughs> you know what? It was it was, it was way too quick. It was yeah. he was in and out. I he was, was in and out. I, it was lucky that was I awesome was in though. the booth. Yeah, yeah, I was in the booth with him because they had already recorded, and uh, and he came in to uh, to to do his to do his part. I kept screwing up my lines just so that he would hang out. <laughs> he was cool, man. He was exactly how you think he'd be. Just yeah, nice yeah. and friendly, and he went in and crushed it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely crushed it. It was, was uh, yeah, yeah, a lot of fun and. Um, and uh, and and everybody, everybody is starstruck, you know. With uh, you know, and you you think about like like you see a big movie star, and you're like, oh wow, you know. And, and, but but Weird Al Yankovic, Weird Al Yankovic had everybody, you know. Even my Michael Jelinek, who who uh, who's like, th- this is him being starstruck. 
Wow. You know, I mean, that that's as excited as he gets, you know. But he was like, man, I really wanted a picture with him. <laughs> this is our producer who hired him. I'm like, dude, you could have taken a picture with him. Exactly. And I had to literally be like, be like Michael would like you to take a picture. Right? Yeah. It was awesome. It was awesome. Well, thank you so much, guys. Right. Really appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Thanks for having us. Take care. And sorry for being news light this week. We just wanted to kind of set aside uh, just Teen Titans Go because it's about fun. It's a great show, and if you're not watching it, you should be. And looking forward to season four and catching up on. By the way, if you haven't seen the Powerpuff. Teen Titans crossover episode. It's you need to see it. Uh, so uh, we will have we have other podcasts that are catching up on Comic Con interviews, but also Comic Con news, and uh, maybe they've already been released. The great thing about recording uh, these podcasts uh, post Comic Con is I have no idea uh, when they're dropping, when they're where in the point of the timeline we are. I, I feel like I, I'm a, I'm a time lord right now. Huh. So. It's wibbly wobbly, timey wimey, podcasty wasty stuff. So it seems fairly safe to say that uh, early next week we'll have the next show, and you can kind of talk about what's what we're going to do there. That's true. All right. So, so we'll figure that out. Um, <laughs> I mean, we're going to more interviews from Comic Con. Yes, and, and probably more news. And a so, ton of feedback on trailers. Excellent. All righty. Thanks for reminding me. You are keeping the timeline straight, and that's good. I'm a Time Lord traffic controller. So please, if you have any questions, comments, compliments, commentary, criticism, write in to editor at fanboyplanet.com, or you can go to our Facebook page, Fanboy Planet. You can tweet us at Fanboy Planet. You could even Instagram at Fanboy Planet. Um, I'm not sure how that's supposed to work. But anyway, those are ways to get a hold of us. If you're listening to us uh, through iTunes, please rate us, review us, subscribe, tell your friends. Um, we're looking to expand that out into uh, Google. And you can find us on Podcast Pickle and a variety of different sources there, including the Stitcher app. And what else do I want to say? Oh, and of course, if you haven't got your... Uh, Teen Titans Go episodes, or you want to catch up on Teen Titans Go comics and you can't find them at your local brick-and-mortar store, please use the Amazon search box that is on fanboyplanet.com, where you can also find each and every podcast in a separate page with some content uh, and additional uh, Photoshop work by Rick Schneider. And uh, while you're there, if you're enjoying the podcast and you'd like to help support us and the cost of of hosting, please, you can donate money to PayPal uh, through editor at fanboyplanet.com. Uh, so until the next time, somewhere down the time stream, this is Derek McCaw, editor-in-chief of fanboyplanet.com. And I'm Rick Brett Snyder reminding you to use your, use powers, your powers only for, for good. good. Thanks once again to the great Luke Ski for use of his music in this podcast. Visit Luke Ski at www.thegreatlukeski.com.